0: Fierce Athlete Podcast.
1: We are female athletes being raw and real about the joys and struggles of life, both on and off the field.
0: We share how faith can both heal our wounds and reveal true beauty. Welcome everyone to season three of the Fierce Athlete Podcast, the You Are More Than series. I'm Sam Kelly, and I am joined by my former college rival, but now good friend, Brittany Bach.
1: This season, we'll be diving into the things in life and sport that we often define ourselves by. We'll pull from our own experiences of the lies and insecurities that we believe about ourselves and what holds us back as athletes. We'll leave you with practicals and how to share this with those around you. Together, we're gonna learn the truth of who we are. Because
0: you are more than your performance, your body, what the athlete culture says about you, others' opinions. You are amazing. You are a daughter of God. You are fierce. You are more than your performance. Now, we decided to start with performance because, I mean, it pretty much covers everything we do as athletes, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the product. <laughs> like we are we are performing it day in and day out. And it's all about uh game time. I mean, ultimately, is we're gonna go play on the field. I mean, the work we put in and the results come from it. And yeah. so Yeah, I mean, how often do we think about every little play or uh, you know, are we starting? Are we playing in a championship game? Are we on the bench? Do we make a bad pass? I mean, everything that's part of the game, we often can define ourselves, um, whether good or bad. And then that that shapes us in our identity.
0: Yeah. And that's really what led to, to starting with this topic was, was that realization that, I mean, literally everything you do, whether it's what you eat to how you sleep um, affects performance. And that's, that's not a, that's not a bad thing, right? I mean, athletes, we need to perform. Like we, yeah. we show up to perform, but you just made the point, like how often after we have a bad game, do we shut down? Do mm-hmm. we critique ourselves? Do we go to a bad place? Do we want to quit? Uh, and on the, on the flip side, and we should celebrate victory and things like that. But, um, we only are happy if we do well.
1: Yeah. And that can be a very dangerous <laughs> little slope because I mean, we base our worth on our performance. We could have, like you said, we can have a bad game and then we look at ourselves differently. We think about what are, our, what are my coaches thinking? Did I let my team down? Did I, you know, then when we take it off the field we view ourselves differently and then how we, how people we think are perceiving us. And it changes the way that we then actually perform. It actually hinders our performance. And on the flip side, if we win or we score the winning goal or we're the hero of the game, we can almost become too much in our heads. Like, Oh, like this is all me and actually not have humility and that team environment teamwork. So,
0: yeah, because You know, I think we have to realize that our identity is not in what we do.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it can be hard. I started playing soccer when I was five years old. I know a lot of people in sport. They started at a very young age and it's all that they knew. Mm -hmm. I, I had put my identity as being an athlete. And with that came when I did well, I was praised when I messed up. You know, it was just like, okay, I can be, how can I do better? And I started to though take that too far. Mm-hmm. So I started to internalize some of this. I mean, we need to know when we make mistakes, and it's good to go through that, but not to dwell on it. And I think, and when we win, not to get too big headed and think, well, this is this is how I'm defined, and this is what makes me good, and that's mm-hmm. just not true.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's it's the it's the performance do 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 nature of our culture today you know whether it's performing on on the field or at your sport or performing in the classroom or performing at your job or performing in your family and it leaves us with just this mentality that we have to be perfect in everything we do and if we're not if we fail if we don't reach our goals if we don't reach other ex- others expectations then we're worthless then we're not worthy of love And so, yeah, does our performance matter? Of course. But like you said, when we take it too far, then we really start to question our own self-worth and our own identity.
1: Yeah. And I think that, that, that word of expectation, that expectation of who we need to be and who we think we need to be. um, I want to take you back to a story. It was a big moment. And it wasn't in the moment that I realized it. It was after the fact, but, I played, which often happens Yeah, all the time. Yeah. But I, you know, I played professional soccer for seven years. My dream was national team, world cup and all of that. And so it was my sixth year in the pros and I had come off of another season with some broken ribs, concussions and surgery on my wrist and coming to the new team. I was like fresh team, new city, like reunited with my college coach. And I was like, all right, this is, this is the year. And so out there, you know, you got the jitters, you got the adrenaline Mm -hmm. going and it was minute 28 into the game pass. Like there's a, just a bad pass and I'm going to run after it. And I just step, step next to Allie long, actually on the thorns and I'm on Houston and I step and boom. And in that moment I was like, okay, something's off. Mm -hmm. So long story, go off the field. I try to come back on. I try to play for about eight more minutes and knee buckled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. So I was just like, I tried so hard to stay on that Mm -hmm. field and pretend like I can fight through this. So I get off, we go to the locker room, um, it VA you go up into the tunnel. And so after halftime, I'm coming back in and I just don't want to go out there. I've had eight surgeries in the last five years or three years or four years of my career. I just don't want to go out there. I'm like, what is everyone going to be thinking? I just don't. Oh, box hurt again. And so I'm walking down the tunnel and I just see a hand that's reaching over. And my mom and dad and my agent were all there in the stands somewhere across the way. And I see this hand and it's my dad. And I just go up to him. And it was like such a, I'm really grateful for this moment. Like it was a huge huge comfort in my heart um but i went to him and he's got his hand i'm like reaching up and he's got his hand on my head and my back and my head i'm like dad i'm just i'm so frustrated he's and he's just rubbing my head he's like i know honey i know and i'm like dad i tried so hard mm. he goes i know and i go i'm so embarrassed he goes Shh, no honey no and it was a short embrace and i went back on the field and i sit there and i'm icing my knee and in that moment, I'm like, all these thoughts are going through my head. Like, I just, I didn't know what to do with it. I wanted to play. And, and it wasn't until, I don't even know how much long after that, that I'm really sitting in that moment, actually sitting in prayer with it and thinking my dad didn't care if I was scoring the winning goal. If I was starting, if I was playing, if I was on the bench, he didn't care my performance. He loved me as I was. Mm. And I, and and that really sat with me and I fought it in my head because I'm like, no, I want to like, I want to do good. Um, but I thought if my earthly father can love me like that, as I am, and doesn't care about my performance, obviously proud of me, no matter what, uh, how much more does my heavenly father love me? And how much more, how does my heavenly father view me? Mm. And that was a really powerful, um, Moment Again, in the moment I didn't, I wanted to disappear because I was like, I want to be on the field. I want to play. But I think that that's something, if you sit with that, anyone struggling with this idea of like my performance, I'm good or bad is it ultimately, it doesn't, you are loved as you are.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. And it's, you're more than your performance. You're a daughter of God, period. And it's, you know, it's. Just like you realize with your own father, like that is not based on what you do. Like, literally, Britt, you could sit in that chair where you are right now for the rest of your life and do nothing more. Or you could, you know, somehow miraculously come back, become an Olympic gold medalist, the best header in the world. She's pretty close, was pretty (laughs) close, uh, just for because I can brag about you a little bit. Um, But you could do all those things. And whether you sat in the chair versus became the best soccer player of all time, God would still love you the same. Mm -hmm. Now, are you called to sit in the chair? No, right. You're called to use your gifts and your talents to the greatest of their ability, but God doesn't love you based on your performance. And I think that's hard. Like you made a really good point about your dad and we oftentimes project our experience with our own earthly fathers onto God, the father, right? Mm -hmm. So if we had, If we had a distant father growing up or, you know, he wasn't in the picture, then we don't think that God wants to know us and can know us personally. If we had a very strict father, um, you know, who was all about rules and restrictions, you know, then we view God as just like some just chastising God. If we had a dad and we're going to talk about father wounds in another episode, but if we had a dad that just drove our performance and was one of those like hyper- Crazy yelling fathers on the sideline, right? Then we're gonna default to basing our identity on our performance. But in all those moments when our own fathers failed us, like God the Father loved us perfectly. And that's healing because we can think back to all those memories or even how we view ourselves right now and realize we are just loved as we are.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I think we can wrestle with that a lot and compare. Like you said, compare. Well, I didn't have a dad that was like that. But ultimately, it's like we are sons and daughters of God. Like we are made in His image and likeness. And I think that we, yeah. I just, if I could stress anything to people, is just let go, like surrender that need to to need to perform. Um, again, it's good and perform and be our best. But, but find rest in knowing you are a child of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and here's the thing, like we have heard that so many times, like I'm a daughter of God. I preach that all the time. I, you know, but, but it's, they say it's like the greatest distance from the head to the heart, you know, you're a marathon runner. Okay. This is like way longer, you know, mm-hmm. cause we're stubborn. I'm stubborn whole way, but I want that to penetrate our hearts in a new way today. And, um, I think we have to receive it in a new way.
1: You and know, I think shifting shifting the mindset because yeah, I'm going to be frustrated, pissed off when I lose, if I don't play well, because yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm better than that. And I think that if we don't take captive those thoughts, and if we don't, if we continue like, Oh, my performance. And we, we really sulk in that and go down that, we're not going to like, there won't be a shift. And it's in, like you said, the head to the heart is like, we've got to believe it in our heart. And then through that and the just outpouring of love and belief, and it'll, you have to work at it just like in mm-hmm. anything in sport and life, you have to continue and you have to do it every day. And so once you do that every day, yeah. it can start to transform and change the way you think and believe about yourself. Absolutely.
0: Writing it somewhere, reading it somewhere, praying it every day. I am a daughter of God. That's who you are through and through. There it is. Period. Um, but it's one of the, yeah, it's one of the hardest things to, to internalize and realize, but once you do, everything changes. There's a, just a new level of freedom and, you know, and, and that's what this whole season's about. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of setting it up here, but it all comes back to our identity, our core identity, as you are a daughter of God. And we're going to go into the different areas of performance, of life, of opinions of others that, you know, that that bleeds into. Um, and so it's a process, like Britt said. And um, something we want to do actually every week to help you is to give you a takeaway. So I, you know, it's one thing if you listen to a talk and it's inspiring, but we want to actually equip you with different things you can use, you can listen to, you can pray with, um, you can share. Uh, in order to, to make it practical. So what I want to do this week is I want to read you um, just some scripture. And I love scripture. It's just like, I say, it's like God's playbook. It's all right there. The voice of the father is, is just spoken to us. And, and this is a collection of, of verses and we'll go ahead and put it in our show notes um, about just what this, what the God, the father says about you. So what I invite you to do right now is I want you to just close your eyes, And I'm going to read through this, through these verses twice. And I just want you to sit there and receive it. Just calm your mind, put yourself right now in the presence of God, um, where that's, you're just picturing him. I like to picture him like Abe Lincoln style, you know, like (laughs) massive. I just crawl into his lap, crawl into God, the father's (laughs) lap. and just hear him say these words to you. Okay, here we go. Go ahead and close your eyes. You were made in my image. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I knew you even before you were conceived. I knit you together in your mother's womb. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. For I am the perfect father, and it is my desire to lavish my love on you. And I rejoice over you with singing. You were made in my image. You may not know me, but I know everything about you. I knew you even before you were conceived. I knit you together in your mother's womb and you are fearfully and wonderfully made for I am the perfect father and it is my desire to lavish my love on you. And I rejoice over you We're singing. Mm.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that, Sam. I think having having these words, these truths are so important. And, you know, how can we share this with others? How can we go out into the world? Because obviously we can keep this internal and work on it ourselves. But we really learn and we really inspire and help others when we're pouring out and so compliment people outside of performance obviously okay the work ethic and the process like that would be something good like the effort that they're putting in but also something that has nothing to do with performance you know um something they did that day for someone else uh, something off the field whether it be just how they loved their neighbor or how they cared for someone or open the door at the grocery store, you know, just Mm -hmm. on something other than um, sport. And then if they do get caught in the lies of performance or really sitting in it, give them time to, you know, after a loss, be able to sit in that. Can't Mm -hmm. just be like, oh, you lost. Oh, but you help someone at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, speak these truths to them. These truths that Sam just went through, speak that out loud to yourself, read that to yourself, let that rest in your heart, then go out and pour that out onto other people, speak truth into their lives. It'll actually reflect and come back to you.
0: Mm. I love that. I love that because we are, we're, on, we're meant to be on a team. We're meant to share this with others. So that's incredible. So as we wrap up, we just want to remind you that you are more than your performance. You are a daughter of God.
1: All right, you guys. Well, we're excited that you're joining it on this journey with us. And each week we want to invite you into a movement. We want you to post a picture of yourself. Um, You can post a picture on the field and off the field. Something that's just, I am more than. So the hashtag can do, I am more than. And just start speaking truth into your life and post that. And let's get a community together where we're building each other up and speaking truth into each other's lives.
0: Yeah, because we're here for you. And we would just love, love you to be a part of this. We'd love your feedback. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. The other thing, too, is um, we want to hear from you. What other topics do you want to hear about? You know, we have a couple in mind, but this podcast, this season, is really for you. And so, what would you like to hear more about? Uh, And then finally, you know, Fierce Athlete is a nonprofit organization, so we are sustained off of the generosity of our listeners, our team members, like yourself. So if this podcast has touched you in any way, um, first and foremost, share it. Share it with those around you. It's a great way to start a conversation. Uh, and second of all, just consider joining our monthly support team. You can visit fierceathlete.org donate. Well, from Britt and myself, thanks so much, ladies. Stay Fierce. Play Fierce. Pray Fierce. Live Fierce.